The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today, if you can believe it, it is the 28th of January, 2019. We're almost at the end of the month, folks. Um, we've had some crazy snowstorms here. We've had cold, cold weather. Today, the sun's out. When I was training yesterday, it snowed the whole time. It didn't amount to much, but it was that nuisance snow when you've got to walk with implements in your uh, arms or hand, uh, you got to kind of cut your speed down because the last thing you want to do is take a trip and uh, go on your back or on your head or whatever. But, as I always say, it's just another discipline to get used to, and I, that's why I look at everything now. It's not because of the snow or someone's out to get you or whatever. You know what? You take the you shoulder the responsibility, as Steve Jack says, and you just go after it, and that's it. But before we stand up and take a deep breath, I'm going to give you a real power verse I've been saying all day to myself, and it goes like this. I'm going to do it. That's it, period. Those are That is a very positive sentence, and that's something you should be surrounding yourself with. And obviously the other three we always say is take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I Well, we, can, we say a number of things, but um, I don't know. We'll say today I am successful. I am wealthy. There's just many things we can go to. Um, and I love it. That's the way you talk to yourself. We've gotten into this. We, I get into this more and more and more, and it's going to become one of the biggest things, I believe, for the rest of the life of motivation and muscle, and as I say, 30 more years. Um, this stuff is that important. I'm doing some stuff with training now. Everyone knows with the rack with John McKean. But I'm also taking literally what I am going to do, and I am cementing it right into my DNA, literally. And I'm going to go into the more of that as we go along. Also, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Uh, Winners and Champions, Inc., that is a cemented program right there. Go out and look at that. Also, too, we always talk about investing. Investment in Fiorello Barbell Company and Motivation Muscle can be found on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, dollars $100. It goes right to my PayPal account, and it goes right back into the business. And believe me, you're investing in something that's helped so many people. Um, that's why I don't charge subscription, because with, with the idea that people are going to come in here and make an investment in stuff. I mean, there's nobody that puts out material like this. And shortly we'll have Logan Christopher in here too, and you're going to find out some of the stuff he's up to in his new book. And this is what I'm talking about. You know, if you go out and look at most of these people, they're charging you for everything. 
and you come in here and the amount of information and the tools we give you to work with is just outstanding because as I've said, Logan and I have talked about this too, like with entrepreneurship and all these great things is this. When I talk to you, you're literally living with me. I'm not some guy that's putting out um, you know, there's great marketers out there. I mean, fantastic marketers that have products that are great, but they have never done what they're selling. Everything I'm talking to you about, I have done or I am doing. You talk about information, but that'll be another time we'll talk about that. Also, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash uh, yeah, slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Logan and I have done. Right there, there's an encyclopedia of material. Everything. Also, to um, sign up for our free newsletter um, on MotivationMuscle.com. That goes right out to my MailChimp account, and anything I put out, you will get in your inbox. Also, too, what I talk about, investment. Well, you can come in and advertise with MotivationMuscle.com. Very reasonable. You can get a hold of me through Facebook. I will work with you, and I will help you, and you will help me. And uh, I would love to have a 30-year relationship with anybody that wants to come in here because we are doing magnificent things. As I told Logan, our downloads have doubled in less than a year. It's amazing what's going on here. And I couldn't be happier, but you know what? I'll never be happy enough because I love working and I love creating. And if you love doing that, then you got to start looking at being an entrepreneur. Um, also, too, last but not least, Fiorello Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. Now, on that note, I am going to give you some information on Logan. Let me just get this moved over. And here we go. Number one. Let's get this right here. Number one, he's a writer, strongman, owner of LostEmpireHerbs.com, and Legendary Strength. And I'm going to bring him in momentarily, but we're going to talk about his brand new book today that has come out, Powered by Nature. Um, I can't wait to get into this. Uh, Logan, it's always an honor. Welcome back, brother. And uh, lay it all out for everybody. Ah, really happy to be here, especially talking about my new book. This thing has been a long time in the making, so happy that it's finally out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you give out the websites for um, Lost Empire Herbs and uh, also to your, um, what am I thinking here? Um, Le- legendary Strength. Yeah, Legendary uh, Strength. Sorry about Got a we're going to be talking about the book, so the special offer that I'm sure we'll touch on, it's at poweredbynaturebook.com. That's what we want here. Um, this is very interesting because um, obviously you've been writing other books for your businesses, um, and you've been around for a while. You've definitely got a pedigree proven out there of what you can do, and I'm sure what you will be doing in the near future. But why the book? Why? Why now? Um, obviously, I, I'm sure you've been thinking about this for a long time. But before we start getting into some of the chapters, why Powered by Nature now? That's my main question to you right now. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, this book is a bit different than anything I've written before. Uh, I, I think I start the book like this. This wasn't a book that I set out to write. It was mm-hmm. a book that I was called to write. And a big, long story, but essentially going down to the Amazon rainforest and some of the events that happened there, I felt like I had a message from nature, which wasn't 
you know, brand new. I, I had my herb business. I, as I got into training, that kind of led to health. And I realized, you know, the more natural you do things in general, the yep. healthier you become. So it's not like I was uh, completely new to this, but I came out of, uh, that experience in the Amazon with this message that I was to be an emissary of nature. And then as it turns out, I worked with a shaman to explore what that meant. And essentially this book was the uh, first part of that grandmaster plan in doing it, that I'm trying to communicate this message that by being more in touch with nature, which uh, we modern day humans have largely tried to, move ourselves away from and there's a reason for that right you know nature is a dangerous place and we're trying to overcome it and everything but we've in many ways gone too far and not realized how technology pulls us away and that our health our happiness and performance suffer by being far removed from nature so this book is really about getting people back in alignment uh, and understanding these aspects of nature so that they can be higher performing healthier and happier human beings and i i think that i think that's an awesome message to the audience here to everybody but let's talk a little bit about before we start getting into the journeys you know the principles of health and 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 obviously no you know you started out you weren't what you are today like None of us really were, but you had other things too that were going on. You know, you were you were not built big, you were not strong, and and you know you overcame it all. But we do, and you hit upon this. We live in a very technological society now. Um, uh, and, and I'll make a couple comments before I go right to you, Logan. Is this? I don't know about you in California, but I can tell you from New York. I might be one of the only people that doesn't have a phone in their hand when they walk around. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's I think it's not only funny like you left. I think it's very bizarre. All right. Um, also, too, uh, we become extremely, and I, I don't know if that's even the word, um, dependent on it. Uh, dependent on it to the point where I've seen people that set their phone down. I think I gave the example, maybe not with you. One day a woman had her little kid with her and she set her phone down in Whole Foods somewhere. Now, I'm not giving them a plug because I don't like the place at all and I don't like the attitudes in there, but they have one scare there from uh, Iceland. That's the only place I can get it. That's why I go there. End of story. But this woman was frantic. I'm talking, you would think that someone had kidnapped her child. And I mean, off the deep end, I'm saying to myself, oh my God, man, you know, call your phone, whatever. I didn't say anything to her. I just, you know, ambled along while the employees were going berserk with her. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gone up the north way here in New York, which is the ma- one of the major highways. Suddenly traffic at, you know, it's 65 miles an hour. Usually most people are going faster than that, but regardless, suddenly a lane will slow down to 40, and I might be in that lane. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So you'll pull around, you know, after maybe three or four cars are ahead of you doing the same thing. You'll look, and there will be this moron, and I say the word moron, texting, looking down on a major highway, all right? So... This is what it's become. Now, on the other end of technology, it affords me the ability to speak to Logan. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't live next door to him, so it's great in this sense. Is a phone good in, in, in case of an emergency or something you got to do quickly or maybe fire off a quick text? Yes. 
But I will tell you right now, if you've listened to me for the last four years, as much as I'm sure Logan needs it and I need it, I don't let it absorb me. And when we're done today, um, I have things to do. The computer will get shut off until I come up tonight and do some work. If I'm out, the phone is never on in my pocket because I don't want to melt my testicles, number one. (laughs) And number two, I don't want to be in the car if this thing's going off. Now, if I know I'm going to be out for a while, wherever I am, I'll turn it on and make sure nothing important, maybe an emergency in the family, whatever. Nine times out of ten, it's nothing, okay? All right, so I've broken that down. And I love the idea that we're talking about reconnecting. And I think, well, I know that we need to reconnect, especially kids. I see these Mm -hmm. kids, and my God, you know, they're all crying about they're too fat or they can't do this or they can't do that. Well, when they got something in their hand all day or they're on the couch all day, what do you expect? Now, look, I I would love to see this book reach Everybody can reach, and, and we'll do everything we can to promote it here. But where do you feel right now? I mean, you know, I've, I've looked at all the chapters here in the book, and we can't go over all of them, but I, I, I want to know this, Logan. What, what do you think we need to do? What, what does this book want to accomplish? We know that we want to reconnect, but in your heart of hearts, if there, if you can name, if you can even name one thing, I don't care if it's five things. What is it do you want to do mostly with this book for people? Hmm. Well, it's not a simple thing. And let me first address some of the stuff you were talking about. One of the concepts I talk in the book, and maybe this is that you know most important thing. Uh, another author who I, I quote throughout is uh, Richard Louvre, and he talks about the need. As we go more high-tech, we need to become more high-nature. Yeah. So as, as you're saying, technology isn't bad. I mean, you, you do need to be aware, like, uh, is are you using technology or is technology using you? And understand with, like, uh, the apps and different things on the iPhone, there's very smart people that are working on those t- in order to make them as addictive I as agree. possible. Yep. Literally uh, – being able to play into your brain chemistry and your neurology to have you keep coming back to it because that means, you know, more eyeballs in front of the thing, which is more advertising dollars for them. Yep. So they are built for this reason. So you have to be very careful with them for that reason. But uh, the thing is, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm not a Luddite. This is not a cult. The book is not about, you know, go live in a tree without no, any technology no, no. or right. anything like that. Right. Right. It is about understanding that, well, one, our technology can actually be done in alignment with nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different ways of looking at that versus things that are out of alignment. And basically what I'm meaning with that, things that, you know, it may be fun and uh, great at entertaining us but is it uh, destroying our health in different ways like you said having the cell phone near your testicles uh, lowering sperm count testosterone yep. those sort of things so are there ways we can start building and using our technology that are more in alignment with nature itself and our nature can we do that and we need this balancing effect of as we you know I, I spend a good amount of time in front of my computer screen but i also try to balance that out by going outside each day breathing fresh air getting good quality water all the different ways we really do interact with nature and really need to deepen that interaction no i agree totally because like i said we haven't had a lot of sun here in new york um this morning before i went out 
I sat on my front stairs and I let that sun beat my face right in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you, everybody, if you haven't done it, go out and do it. It felt better than better. I mean, yeah. um, Can I, let me say actually back to your question a bit. Yeah. I'd say the one main takeaway is this book is largely about health, but that I, I wouldn't even say that's the main point. It's about trying to get people to understand and respect nature at a deeper level mm-hmm. because I think if you have that respect – you're just talking about the sun, right? And <clears throat> we're essentially brainwashed to think that the sun is dangerous. Yeah. Oh, anytime you go out in the sun, you need to slather on sunscreen, or sunscreen which is full of these uh, endocrine-disrupting chemicals that is going to disrupt your hormones and cause all kinds of problems. <coughs> Excuse me here. It's all right. <coughs> Uh, one of the studies that I quote in there I found was very interesting. It was it was an epidemiological study, so not the the best kind, but they're looking at um, a large population group in Sweden, I believe it was, and the people that got more sunburned had less cancer. I, the more often they got sunburned, the less cancer they had. And this has to do with vitamin D being supplied by the sun, as well as there's much more beyond the vitamin D, but by getting that in rather than avoiding the sun completely or slathering on uh, toxic chemicals on your body the whole time. And of course, there are some better sunscreens than other ones, but you have to understand that the sun is has always been a part of us. We have had a relationship with the sun. Uh, it's only now that we live indoors, you know, 24-7 many people, and they never go out in the sun that it can begin to become problematic. So it's, it's understanding this relationship, uh, balancing that out, and actually seeing that the sun can give you extremely good effects. I mean, you, you, you were saying it there, just feeling the sun on your face, how important that is mm-hmm. uh, to your health, to your performance, to your mood, all these different things that the sun itself is going to affect. Well, you know, um, like I was saying when I was sitting out on the stairs, another thing I don't do much anymore, I don't wear sunglasses much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get that right into my pupils no matter where I am. You know, everybody now... Uh, not, I can't say everybody, but I think most people really want to be like a rock star now. So we got to, you know, wear, wear the hat real low on the eyebrows and the uh, the sunglasses. You know, that's big here in New York. Um, I used to wear sunglasses quite a bit. I don't anymore because um, whether you see the sun out or not, there's still sun out there in the clouds. So I've changed my ways a little bit. And one thing, you know, you made a great point there, Logan, about, People being in their houses more. I agree totally. Um, and and, and I, I'm going to say it right out. Um, we live in a pussified society more than ever now. And Logan hit it right on the head. Wear sunscreen. Don't stand. You know, it's like, don't go out in the wind. Don't go out in the snowstorm. You know, here, I mean, I was out cleaning out. and We had 15 inches of snow. And I'm running this big, huge um, snowblower that's heavy as hell. I got 95 feet in the driveway. Yeah, I've done it all by hand, but, I mean, we're talking 15 inches of snow here. Um, and, you know, I, people going by said, oh, you've been out a couple hours. You could get frostbite. I just I don't even answer them anymore. All right? Mm-hmm. And this is one thing I like about the chapters in this book. When I, uh, and, and I'm going to go right to you. The thing I'm drawing from a lot of things here with these different chapters is this. 
Yep, you went the Amazon. You, you you found something or something you already knew that's enlightened you. But the thing I see with this, where I see it helping anyone, is this: you you need to get drawn back into nature, folks. It's like the the uh, the there's so many things that are so simple that we've forgotten about, or they don't teach anymore. And I believe that life, at least where I'm coming from right now with everything I do, I live a very simplistic life. What does that mean? Simple. Simple. Because the more you convolute things, the more confused you're going to get. The more people are going to be able to manipulate you. You heard Logan say about the apps, you want to talk about manipulation? You don't even know what's going on, folks. Why do you think I talk about DNA? I see he's talking about it right here, too. Why do you think I talk about changing the subconscious mind and you can literally change your DNA? Literally. I gave you some things in the beginning. All right? And this is what I love about all the stuff I'm looking at with all these chapters in the book. Because it's simple things you don't think about. Air, water, moving. Moving. Life is moving. Movement. Sun. The light. Walk outside when that moon is illuminating on you. When we have a full moon here, and I'll go right to you, brother. My driveway, which I said is 95 feet, at night, the place is lit up. It's the moon. It's beautiful. Go ahead, man. Take it. Yeah. Well, uh, talking about the moon there and sunglasses earlier, yeah, I I never wear sunglasses. I can't even remember the last time I had a pair on. Uh, One of the things that's really interesting, and here's the thing, with all this stuff we're talking about, the nature connection, you know, the latest science is really proving this out that, you know, this ancient wisdom and, oh, you know, all this stuff is really true. Uh, So with uh, the light of the sun when that is hitting your eyes and like you said whether it's a cloudy day or not and i'm not saying stare directly at the sun right of course you don't want to do that but getting that light in your eyes that's going to help regulate serotonin which is one of the most important neurotransmitters uh, for your mood and also helps give you energy throughout the day and serotonin later gets transformed into melatonin which is a hormone that helps you go to sleep at night also happens to be one of the strongest things within your body that's going to fight cancer yep. uh, so when people are are on their phones or uh, on uh, watching TV right before they go to bed at night, uh, what is happening here is a similar spectrum of light as the sun, though nowhere near as powerful, but the blue light is screwing with this uh, mechanism, this natural balance we have between serotonin and melatonin, screwing with our sleep levels. Even if you don't notice the uh, detriments, it's certainly going to be affecting the quality of your sleep. So getting the right sort of light at the right time, meaning, you know, sunlight during the day and then not having these levels of light at night is very important. So with the moon, a very interesting study, they were looking at rats in the pineal gland and measuring uh, this effect of hormone. It didn't matter how bright the moon was. It never got, had this blue light spectrum, even though it's reflecting light from the sun, just any, 
at, at its brightest, it was still under this threshold. And other things like uh, a fire or candles, uh, this is a, more of a red and orange spectrum light, not a blue light that we get from many of our devices. Yep. Now, going back to we can use technology more in alignment. Uh, I mean, iPhones actually have this built in. You can put uh, the Flux app on your computer where you can actually change the color spectrum. So it will use these warmer colors at the appropriate time so you're not uh, getting kind of the wrong light signals at the time. And that that's – that's kind of the whole point of this book, right? Just understanding our our nature and how we can live more in alignment with it. Few people really know this stuff unless you've kind of d- dug into these topics. Uh, but once you know them, then you can start taking action on them, can start building them into your life, and thus you can still live a modern-day life but do it in a better way that better supports you. No, I totally agree with that because, you know, you and I both know if you're only doing – well. It's let's talk technology, multiple things, you know, computer, phone, apps, you know, just add on, add on, add on, you know. I mean, think about this, Logan. I mean, I guess if that's what you think's important, but you're going to sit outside a Best Buy all night or, or, or with a tent to spend $2,500 on a phone. I think something's wrong with you, okay? I, 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 You know, I understand dedication as much as anybody, probably more so. But my God, man, it, it just, it, it's it's gone way beyond the pale of whatever I could think of. And the, the thing that, that I think that you've got here is this. You can have it both ways, but somehow you've got to marry the two together because if you can do that, then you can get the both best out of the out of uh, both worlds. But there's one thing I tell people too: you really need to turn that stuff off at least once or twice a week, totally. All right. Now that would be a great way to go out, buy this book, and start reading it and digesting it and rereading it and digesting it and putting the practices here we go folks into action action that's going to be your most important thing with this book or anything you do you must read it reread it reread it and keep putting it into action because i'm telling you every time i'm telling you with the stuff i'm doing write it down one of the greatest things you can do when you read or listen to anything it has to be a white pad with a blue pen do that I'm telling you right now. But this is what this is one of the things I want to ask you. It's very interesting because we hear so much, you know, hormonally now, and and this is some of the stuff. Obviously, the Lost Empire. You guys are very dedicated to this, and you and I have talked many times about the downgrade of testosterone in males and and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But we also know I hear this so much, especially with people that want to lose weight. And you're always hearing, you need to fast, you need to do this and do that. And one of the chapters I'm very interested in, because I saw you out on Facebook recently with doing your fasting. Mm -hmm. In chapter 13, you talk about fast and feast. Um, Let's dispel some of the notions out there about fasting. Talk a little bit about how you see fasting, how you've implemented it into your life, and what are the benefits of it, Logan? Yeah. 
Uh, so fasting, I feel, is a really important part of our nature. So I'm, I'm always looking back at indigenous peoples, right? You know, yep. how did human beings live before we had this modern day technology? And this isn't to say that they do everything right. Obviously, every culture has its odd things about it, and that includes ours for sure, uh, maybe even more so than most. Uh, but you, you can look at a whole bunch of them and kind of see similarities. So fasting was is kind of done throughout cultures across the world. And sometimes this would just be enforced like a scarcity of food. But here's the thing. The human body is adapted to dealing with a scarcity of food. In fact, I would argue that it is beneficial to have a scarcity of food. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this obviously, you know, none of us are suffering starvation that are listening to this podcast, thankfully. That's a good thing. But uh, by not having going through those periods, our bodies actually become weaker. Right now I'm reading a book by um, Nassim Nicholas Taleb called Anti-Fragile. And he talks about this concept of, uh, you know, most things are fragile. You know, if you hit them, if you stress them out, eventually they're going to break down versus the anti-fragile actually gets stronger from that process, mm-hmm. right? And this is really living systems are like this. You know, if you beat up your car, eventually it's just going to break down. It doesn't have self-replicating systems in order to make it stronger. But if you stress your body in the right way, like say we do with exercise, right? It comes yep. back stronger from it. So yep. if we stress our body in uh, not having food, it comes back stronger from it. And there are many mechanisms to this, like the turn on of uh, autophagy, which is the basically a recycling program in your body where uh, old worn down cells and cell parts are going to be eaten up. And this may include precancerous cells or cancerous cells as well. Yep. are going to be eaten up and recycled by the body because it's – you have to understand digestion is a very energy intensive process in the body. So when this is shut down, when you're not digesting food, your body can go into other programs. Uh, you're talking about hormones there. So one yep. of the things that happens with fasting and even in short fast, like an intermittent fast, but I really do think some of the benefits come with the longer fast, uh, growth hormone spikes way up. Okay. Now, growth hormone is I think it's kind of misnamed. They first identified it and saw it uh, going on with well people that had a, a, a disorder where they'd grow huge like Andre the Giant, right, but also right, right. also children, right? In yep. puberty, growth hormone spikes way up. But every single day we have growth hormone spikes that primarily happen in sleep. What's happening here? It's not so much growth as it is repair. Mm-hmm. So I think of it more as a repair hormone. So when your body is fasting and this is spiking up, it's triggering these repair mechanisms like autophagy and like uh, ketosis going into this where our body is going into this kind of backup metabolism, which allows these different functions to go on. So there's just so many benefits in fasting. Unfortunately, there's very limited science on it. You know, you can't make money off of fasting if anything you actually <laughs> save money because you're not taking anything in right yeah so it's it's a very interesting thing and I, i'm happy to say it has become trendy again it kind of goes through cycles yeah. so intermittent fasting is a whole big thing right now and i think that is great you definitely want to start there and i think there are some even bigger benefits that come out of longer fasts. So I, I'm still getting into this myself. Just over uh, between Christmas Day and New Year's, I did a seven-day fast, mm-hmm. which was the longest I had done before. Uh, and, yeah, it was quite the experience. Now, when you were fasting, were you – because, I mean, I've done them before. I've done grape yeah. juice fasts. I've done uh, fasts where all I would have is, like, lemon and water for, like, three – I've never gone over three days. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of different fasts. Uh, yeah. In addition to the lengths, there's different types. Yep. In the seven days, I kind of did some different cycles. I even did a dry fast, so okay. no water, no nothing. I wow. did that for four hours, yeah. which I had never done before. Yeah. Uh, and the, the last day, I eased out with bone broth fast, yep. which is really healing to the gut. And after not eating at all, it was, felt so good to <laughs> consume that again. But I drank like three quarts of it over oh, the yeah. course of a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I did some different types mixed up in there, yep. but yep. primarily just uh, teas and water. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and like you said, it gives the body, as I say, it gives it a good house cleaning. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it needs that. And But the thing is, too, if you've never done it, I'd be, you know, make sure you get someone to work with you because, um, you know. You don't want to jump into a week-long no, fast. You start never, with, like, never. skipping breakfast if you've never right. done that before, right? Depends right. on where you're starting at. But most people with a little bit of time, they'll be able to work up to that 24-hour period. Yep. That's good. Yep. Do that a few times. Then you can extend it. So 24 hours, you can usually go, like, dinner one night till dinner the next. Yep. Uh, but then, you know, skip that dinner and then go till breakfast breakfast the next morning you've done 36 hours so you can just build and I, I i like to look at it like uh you know uh working out in the gym right trying to set a pr so my previous fast uh before this i had done five days mm-hmm. and that was some different things there so i was like okay i want to beat that and in the future i'll probably do a 10 day fast or even yeah. longer yeah i i mean you know it's like anything you start small and you build up that's yeah. what it is you know gradually build up build up it's the same way working out you know, you're not going to – the first time you go out there, unless you're some supernatural, you're not picking a 300-pound rock off the ground. It's not going to happen. You'll leave your arms on the ground with it. Um, but, you know, when we talk about nature and all that, um, and I'm going to kind of link it a little bit the way I, I'm looking at this too. I like I, – you know, obviously you've got some great, great stuff there. And you and I have talked about this with training. And this is why I believe stones and you look at, you know, you look at the older type of worker, you know, they're laborers, they were farmers, you know, they pushed wheelbarrows. Like, I I don't know if you and I did the show, but it was like the coolest thing you ever seen when I was a kid, anybody that was paving a driveway I think the name of the company was Luzi, L-U-Z-Z-I. They're all Italians. And there was this one guy, I'll never forget him. I can see him in my mind's eye right now. One of the biggest men I've ever seen in my life. Big Italian guy. And the reason we like to go and watch him, the guy had a back. He looked like an ape because he was so hairy, man. And these guys were all, you know, like just tanned and everything. And... To watch that type of work and the strength these guys exerted and stuff, you know, I I, I challenge anybody, go out on an 85 or 90 degree day when the humidity here would knock you on your face and go out and work in hot tar all day, all right? That, that's what I'm talking about here. When we're talking about reconnecting, we're talking about building strength, hormonal things, okay? You know, Logan, and I think this all goes with nature. It was a different type of man and woman, I think, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. The whole style was different. Better yes, maybe not, I don't know. But I'm looking at this from a physical, from a connective person, whatever. When you're doing things like this, especially if you're a farmer, I mean, you are connected to the land. The land is very, very not only beneficial, 
but it's something that you love and preserve and something that is creating a livelihood for you and your family. And, you know, you look at back then, whether people agree with this or not, you know, the, the milk was from the cow, the, the, the food was from the cow, okay, whether you're butchering them or whatever you're doing, whether it's a milk cow or not, you grow your own vegetables. And, you know, you didn't have all these other peripheral things, you know, phones and all that stuff. The family sat together. They lived together. They worked together. You know, it was more of a cohesive unit. Do you feel a lot of that? I mean, do you feel we've lost a lot of that basis now where we are in 2019? And obviously, I just think that, you know, I can't speak for your book because I didn't write it. But what I'm trying to get at is this. These are things I believe were very beneficial. This is why I love doing the stuff I do with training. Because when I lift the stone, I do feel like I'm part of the land again. I do. Because Mm -hmm. the natural stones, who knows where they all evolve from. But the point is, do you feel that the time was different? Were we more connected? And, And with what you've got here with this book... Can they, I mean, I don't know if we can ever go back again to what we were. I don't know if people ever will. But, you know, one thing I'm looking at through all these chapters is this. This is giving you an alternative to maybe go out and explore maybe some of these older things or come up with your own ideas. I mean, am I crazy or what? I mean, framework. Go ahead. Take it. Yeah. Now, there's a, a lot there. So let's let's start with uh, movement and talking about this. Uh the chapter is specifically called movement and it's, yep. it's not a- exercise, right? So right. how are these things different? And I think this kind of gets to the point of, you know, more nature versus more technology, if you will. So movement, I mean, you, you look at indigenous people, hunter gatherers, right? right? Do these people exercise? Not in the traditional sense of the term, right? But they're moving all throughout their day. They're walking, they're running. Uh, if they're hunt- hunting, then, you know, that may involve short bursts of activity. And then they're carrying or dragging the game back to the camp. If they're foraging, then they're squatting. You're moving all throughout the day. So there's, there's all these natural human movements that most people have, uh, really largely forgotten contrast that to the the standard conventional gym right where people are uh, trapped in linear paths of movement based on a machine right and of course we're getting more high tech with our our different technology for working out and yet some of it certainly can be good but yeah we also have you know lifting stones lifting logs and more natural forms of movement and you can really I say one of the big things with this book is really learning how to stack these things. So if yeah. you can work out outside where you're getting the fresh air, you're getting sunlight on your skin uh, while you are moving, if you can do that barefoot so you have the earthing benefits at the same time, there's different ways you can put these together. So we need to look at exercise the way most of us do it. It has a supplement for our life. So it's like supplementing a diet. You can't just eat McDonald's every day and take a multivitamin and think that you're you're solid, right? Yeah. It, it's better yep. than nothing, but yep. uh, especially yep. if it, you know there's different qualities between multivitamins and all that. But um, you really want to have a good foundation of a good diet, and you can do supplements on top of that because you know that, that's a whole other thing with our food not being the same quality as it once was because of soil depletion and other things. Correct. Uh, so exercise is much like this, right? If you, we spend an hour in the gym three times a week, can that make up for an otherwise sedentary lifestyle? 
The answer is the same as what we were talking about with diet before. It's better than nothing, but it really doesn't make up for it. So in this chapter, I really talk about movement, building these things into your everyday life more so you're moving around uh, in a way that a, a natural human ought to be able to move, right? Yeah. So there's a very important things here. Now to your other point, like, yeah, community is really fractured and our whole even familial systems are fractured, and that has driven a lot of this. Uh, I don't think we're going to get back, but really we're not trying to get back. There's no way we're going to go back to how things used to be. There's right. only kind of learning some of the lessons from the past, including like ancient indigenous wisdom, and how can we integrate that moving forward so we move forward in a better, smarter, more productive, happier, uh, more holistic, sustainable way rather than completely continuing down the same path, which – and. This is another message of book. Really what we're doing with our technology and how we're living, it's unsustainable. Yeah, I that agree. Is yep. that it, it cannot sustain, which means it either has to change or something really, really bad is going to happen. And I think we often gloss over this or don't really recognize what's going on. So I, I don't know about – you or the listeners here, I, I was not raised doing any of this stuff. I didn't know where food came from. I wasn't out working the land or anything right, like this. Right. I had to learn these things just, you know, now as an adult, as I'm just starting to get into them. Uh, but if the shit hits the fan, then I'm, I'm kind of screwed. I'm just now like learning, how do you actually get food off the landscape? Right, right. You know, I, <laughs> right. I, I've started foraging. I'd like to get into hunting uh, to really learn more of this so that I can have that deeper connection to the food as well. And as I was saying, before if you're out gathering your food or hunting for it then you are moving throughout the day you are out spending time in nature unless you're hunting in a zoo or something like that which i don't <laughs> think so <a> <laughs> i would i wouldn't advise anybody doing that but yeah absolutely you know um it's really interesting about all of this material here because um you know, I, I'm looking at a number of places where I want to live. Um, Montana is one of them. Um, my idea is I want to build a log cabin, lots of windows, um, lots of wood, obviously. Um, obviously, um, a hell of a training facility there, dirt floors, the whole thing. Now, I don't want to cut myself off from civilization because mm -hmm. that would not be a wise thing to do for anyone. But uh, when we talk about the land, living, I mean, um, I know how to garden, all that good stuff. Um, I've never hunted like yourself. I would like to start hunting. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know so much with gun, and I have nothing against guns. But to me, to be a hunter, I want to use a bow and arrow. I want to see how good I really am. That's to me, is hunting. All right. Um, but I mean, if you're going up in Kodiakville, you better have a gun with you for sure. You run into one of those bears, you're all done. And I'm sure there's guys that can hunt them with a bow. But my point is that I like that style of hunting. I wouldn't be adverse to either or. But my point is this. It's the same thing when Logan and I have talked about when I've talked about Rocky four million times, even though we know he didn't go to Russia, you know, only by story. But that's the style of training I have totally fallen in love with. Um, conventional stuff, yeah, you never give the basics up, all right? But if somebody said, you know, grab a log, throw it over your shoulder, and start running through a foot of snow, 
uh, you wouldn't have to say it to me twice. I'd be out the door, all right? Um, why? Because I think the benefits are just monstrous like that. You know, Logan talked about sunlight. Now, the movement obviously is a little bit different than what Logan was talking about, but you're still using things off the land. I mean, um, you can you can build anything you want, but, you know, if you can go out and get a natural tree and cut it into a log in the size you want, there you go. My point of the matter is when you're trudging through, whether it's snow, mud, rain and mud, rain and snow, snowstorms, there's something, you know, if anybody's listening to me in the last four years about this, you know, I talk about when my brother-in-law and I used to train, it seemed like any time he came over here at night, we had a snowstorm. There's something very special about that kind of stuff. Now, most people look at it like, oh, geez, I don't think I'll do that tonight. It's too cold or, you know, I've got snow up to the middle of my shins. You know what? I die for that, man. I live for that. You know why? It does something to you. It it you know when we talk about brain connection, it's just like it's just like pouring gasoline on my on my brain and lighting it on fire. I just have the DNA that agrees with it, and I've also been a, been a big proponent of all this stuff. Learn your food, read. You know, you got something here that's going to guide you, but you know Logan's talking about the books he's reading. Same way with me. You are the best teacher of you. You are the best teacher. You need to go out and teach yourself. You need to be excited about this stuff and go out and learn. You know, I mean, when you start doing things like this, when you start writing things down on, like I said, a white pad with a blue pen, write your goals down. All right? Uh, You know, we talked about fasting. All right, I'm going to fast for half a day today. You know, write it down. And put down another goal. In 10 days, I'm going to fast for a full day. This is how you get things done. And when we talk about, you know, your water, your sunlight, your movement, the moon. The moon, to me, well, we know hormonally, especially with women, the moon. Um, it's just exciting stuff. And I guess, I guess the next question, I, I mean, and you can comment on any of that, is this. Where, where do you think... I mean, if someone really pays attention to this book and, like I said, dissects it, reads it, rereads it, writes it down, et cetera, et cetera, where do you think we can take somebody that maybe is right in the middle here? You know, they love their technology, but they're a little bit worried that, you know, I'm not getting my kids out or maybe they're single and I put a few pounds on and when I go to these gyms, I mean... Who would go to a gym where you're on a treadmill watching TV all day? We got to break that cycle. So take it away, my friend. Yeah, I, I like what you were saying about goals, and uh, that had me reflecting on this, a lot of this stuff, like that week-long fast. That was yeah. a goal of mine for 2018, and I did it right at the end there. Yep. Uh, one of my big health goals a couple years earlier, I recognized I had never had a tan. Yeah. You know, I was always like pale, even sickly kind of white, so yep. I made it my goal to get a tan, and uh, a couple years later when I'm buying a house, I was like, one of the requirements for the house, oh, does this have a good spot for me where I'm actually able to suntan naked, which I'm, I believe <laughs> I that's something it. we've talked about before because yeah, the yeah. actually sun on the testicles on the scrotum yep. uh, yep. increases testosterone more so than uh, just getting it elsewhere. So that was one of the requirements for my home, and yeah. that's an important thing. Really, 
you know, yeah, do set goals for this stuff. You know, I have a goal right now to go out and forage for some new foods around the area that I have not done before to get nice. to know my local landscape and ecology. Plus, it's fun and I get to spend some time in nature. So I have these goals that I'm uh, setting. And just the more I do this, the more it, it gets built into my lifestyle. Now, you know, for the average person out there, and I would say I, I was this, you know, I was a standard white kid growing up in America, like, like I was saying before, didn't have a connection to nature. You know, my parents were hippies, but they had basically dropped all that before they started raising me. Yeah, yeah. Um, three children, you know, they just kind of moved away from that. So I really didn't have this uh, sense of nature. We didn't, you know, I went camping like a small handful of times like there really wasn't much there so i've had to learn all this from the beginning and you know what in many ways i still suck at it this is an <laughs> ongoing journey for me like I, i'm i'm serious i'm still pretty new to this That's part right. of my my learning strategy is if i want to get good at something I'll, I'll write about it so you know hence this book so i i may be further along in some of these aspects than most people but th that was all you know built up step by step um the indigenous peoples, right? I talk about this in one of the chapters. They have that like deep connection to nature where they feel it wherever they go. But if we weren't raised in this way, can we really have that same sense of connection when we're living in a city? Uh, or do we need to move out to Montana in order to get it, right? There you go. So, yeah. Different, different things for different people. And, uh, I think the main thing each person will get out of this book is really going to be different. So each of these chapters, you know, maybe you're really like the, the air chapter, just understanding the quality of our air and what we can do about it. I, I was just reading a new uh, scientific article came out that basically said air pollution uh, makes people unhappy. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're looking yeah. at people in China and obviously there's a very, uh, <laughs> very poor and crappy air quality around cities like Beijing. So they were measuring this against other things and noticed that, uh, among other things, unhappiness was higher in places that were more polluted. Mm -hmm. And that seems pretty obvious when we think about it, but we tend not to think of the air all that much. And the fact is that indoors, the air tends to be worse than outdoors. Oh, yeah. Because of off-gassing chemicals from carpet and paint and furniture and all kinds of things like that. And BPA gets airborne that comes off of plastic. So we have all kinds of issues with our indoor air quality. And there are many things we can do to uh, make that much better using essential oils or actually using some technology like an air purifier that is properly built. So there's different things we can do that really help with that. And to your point of taking action with something, I forget who said this. Um, might have been Daniel Coleman. Maybe it was paraphrasing someone else. But the best way to learn from a book is to put it down. Yeah. And what he meant by that is, if you just read a book, you know, you may get knowledge. It'll just be thoughts in your head, but that that is not translated into anything. That doesn't become wisdom because you haven't done anything with it. So yeah, take some of the ideas from this book or other books, but then you have to put them in action. You have to experience them for yourself and to see what they can do for you. Well, with anything, especially we're talking about Logan's book, is this. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Reread it. If it comes out on any type of audio, you should listen to it and listen to it again. Because here's the deal with anything. Any, We're talking about this today. Now, I could have Logan on tomorrow, and we probably we, we could go through this whole book, but we would talk about other things. Why? Because you're never the same the next day. You've absorbed things, and now you come back to it. I can't see a better way for anybody to really learn 
and get up to speed on things. And, you know, you'd be amazed what I've seen now with myself. Um, there's a lot of things I used to like to listen to. I don't even have the desire to listen to it anymore. Why? I've changed. I've changed. My subconscious mind has changed. When I go to bed at night, a lot of times I'm playing things that I want to listen to. And in the background of that, I listen to Baroque. That music is designed for this type of thing I'm doing. And is it loud? Neither are loud. And people say, well, how are you absorbing anything? You don't think your mind's working all the time? I mean, that's one of the best times. Two of the things I tell people, among many, is when you awake in the morning and your brain is still absorbing. You know, you haven't gone out into the world and listened to all the BS or, we got a snowstorm, go get milk right away. You know, all the panic. That's when you put on something you want to listen to or you go over the notes. Like, before I go to bed, I have a gratitude journal. I write down every night before I go to bed what I'm thankful for. Review that in the morning and put something on. Put affirmations on. We talked a little bit in the beginning. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Right? Every day and every way I'm getting better, better, and better. And I've had people send me notes and say, that stuff doesn't work. And I just say to them, well, it's too bad you won't go out at least and explore it because it will change your life. But if you're happy where you are, you know, uh, Logan hit it right on the head. A lot of unhappy people, whether it's from what you're breathing in, what you're drinking, what you're eating. But I'm telling you right now, the thing that will kill you the most is what you think about. Because go out and and listen to Earl Nightingale, Napoleon, who wrote Think and, and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. What you think about most, you become, whether you want it or not. And most people don't get it. And they live in fear constantly with everything. This book here. I, I'd love to. I'd love to hear. I hope we'll get a lot of feedback because I really like to hear what people say. And before, and, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I want to ask you one thing. It's very, very important. At least to somebody like me, uh, Logan. You, you mentioned food in here, and we mm-hmm. know, you know, we you, we made reference to the McDonald's and the herbs and all that. But especially in communities. Now, I, I you know, I live in the uh, the capital of New York, but it's it's 100,000 people. I wouldn't say it's a huge town. How important is it for you to know your food, who you go to? Cuz I for me, it's everything, you know. And most people know I I try to eat grass-fed, drink raw milk, things of that nature. But how important when you're involved in all of this mm-hmm. is it to be to know where you're getting your sources from, to talk to the butcher, talk to, you know, uh, I go to a place that's a biodynamic farm to get my vegetables and my raw milk. How important is that to you as a person? Mm-hmm. Uh, very important. And one thing I, I talk about actually specifically in that chapter is so many people have issues around food, yeah. especially, you know, if they're on diets here and there and upswings and downswings and whatnot. One thing I encourage there is, you know, actually, if you weigh up, you know, all the health attention is paid on diet. And of course, it is very important, but it's not as important as everything else. Yep. So for some people, the best thing would be, you know, 
don't even think about your diet, but do these other things, you know, look at the quality of your water and the quantity of it, you know, your air supply, do all these other things. And that is going to begin to change things around. Then you can revisit diet later. That being said, <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying there. Really, the more, you know, natural is kind of an overused word, but really yeah. the more natural food you can have and that that means processed in natural ways not that you know we we've always processed foods and different things for instance i recently have taken to uh foraging for acorns which you know grow across the world oak trees are everywhere right and this was a staple food of so many different peoples but they're extremely rich in tannins and in order to get these tannins out which are anti-nutrients that are actually going to absorb and pull minerals out of your body uh, plus they're extremely bitter, you have to process the acorns, which is uh, a leaching process using water. won't get into the details, but it's, it's, it is a process. Mm-hmm. But this process is still pretty basic compared to the very high-tech processes we often do with food today, right? The one the keys I give in there is think, you know, as for whether or not to have this food, like could you do that processing at home? Right. You know, if you cannot do that processing at home, then it's yeah, and you know, of course assuming you have the right technology, but uh for like canola oil, right? There's no way you could, you know, press these tiny seeds to yield an oil and then right. deodorize it, bleach it, all these things that are done in order to have that vegetable oil in a container at the store. So what can you do with it? And the, the there are you know, it's not a black and white thing with food. There are always shades of gray, so you know getting at least hormone-free, antibiotic-free meat from uh, the supermarket, you know, that's a step in the right direction if you have been having not that. The next step, can you go to grass-fed? Grass-fed's better than organic in this case because the cow is supposed to eat grass. That is its natural diet. And regarding food, right, uh, I I like to look at is whatever I'm eating because – Eat, uh, living is all about eating other living beings, right? Whether this right. is animal or vegetable origin, it's all living beings or parts of living beings. Uh, does that thing itself, is that getting a good diet? So for the plants, this is the soil. Is it grown in good quality soil? Uh, for the animals that eat the grass, you know, it, once again, it goes down to the soil health basically with everything. So that's very important. But look at the, are the animals healthy themselves? Then mm-hmm. eating them is going to be healthy. So yeah, the more you can eat local because, you know, things don't need to be shipped across the world when they're not ripe in one place. So there, there's all these different factors you want to look at. So yes, if you can establish that relationship with your food or with the people that produce your food, ultimately that is going to be the higher quality food that uh, can possibly be there. I agree. And I'll tell you this, um, we'll wind up shortly is this. I think one thing people have forgotten is you have to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's something that's not covered a lot because, you know, I've been studying fear in the in the fear-based society we live in. There's no way you can say it's not there because I listen. Most people, eh, I don't know if they do or don't. They know what they're fed and they go and do it. And everything to me are tactics which are are there to basically confuse you to spin you around, to never have peace within yourself. And that's a big thing. You know, when we talk about all these things in, in Logan's book here, it's like, do you have a peacefulness within you? 
Can you summon peace within you? A lot of people can't. Are you bitter about everything? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I go places. I say hello to everybody. Say hello to somebody tomorrow when this show will be up at the latest tomorrow. Next time you see somebody you don't know, say good morning or how are you today? They'll either be, like, startled that you said hello to them or they'll always be like, I, I, I walk away from people. Now. I don't even say anything anymore. Here's what I hear a lot. Life sucks. I, and, I, you know, what I say to them, have a good day, and I get away from them as fast as I can. And I, Why? Because I don't want that negative energy around me. I don't want that in my head summoning, I said a little while ago, what you think about most. I don't want that. Now, you can never be 100% of anything, but let me tell you something. You're going to teach yourself quickly that this stuff doesn't work with you. And when Logan was talking about, you know, feeling and this and that, I can tell you this. No matter how you feel, try to be the best you can be. Feel the best you can be. Even when the day's dragging you down, just discipline yourself like that. Believe in yourself. It's so important. And these are the things that I feel along with getting back with your nature. Because everybody's got a different version of it. But you know what? It's there for you. There's still a big world. There's still a lot of places to go. And there's things you need to do. Like I talked about, maybe Montana, maybe Wyoming. I want to get out in bigger spaces. I don't mind being near people, but I don't want to be right on top of them like I live in the city. I, I just, I, I don't want that anymore at all. Um, I, we talked about things, you know, sunlight, moonlight, everything. You know, I, I want to be out chopping wood. I want to be out carrying things. I want to be out doing things, hay bales, all that stuff. You know, I want to be climbing a rope up to the ceiling in the garage. <laughs> That's my point. And when you start living like that, and, and people say, well, that seems an awful lot to do. What did we talk about here in the beginning? Small steps. It was the same thing Logan said about fasting. Okay? It's the same thing I was saying about stone lifting or sand, anything like that. Nobody's ever going to walk in and be at the top of their game the first day they do anything. And that's what you got to remember. Stop comparing yourself to other people. You know? Shoulder the responsibility and take care of it. Logan, um... One last question, and then summarize everything, if you've gotten everything out. If not, if there's other things you want to mention, that's no problem. But I know the last chapter, I love it, where it says, you know, a short chapter that recaps everything and shows you how to incorporate the lessons from this book into your life. Just mention that, you know, um, and I know we can't go with every lesson, but, you know, break it down where if somebody is going to say, okay, I'm going after this book because I love the sound of it, what would you tell people? You know, give them a little short lesson here, what you think. Yeah, there, there's a lot in there, and this goes back to something I did mention, stacking the benefits. So, you know, whether you live in a city or out in nature, yep. just at least once a week, let's keep it bare minimum, right? Go and yep. spend some time in that nature. Take your shoes off, put your feet 
flat on the ground. There's an electrical connection to yep. the earth, which acts as an antioxidant, lowers inflammation, will actually lower muscle soreness, something we didn't even really talk about here. But do that. Start breathing deeply. Uh, if you can, take some clothes off. Get some sun on your skin if it's sunny around the area. If not, then, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, <laughs> right then. yeah. Uh, but here's some basic things. Just sit there and... Don't do anything. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, you can enter a meditative state. You can say affirmations, but, you know, don't have your phone out or anything. I mean, the phone's okay. If you, you can do that. You can still be grounded here out in nature. So at least that's better than being indoors generally. So there are different ways to do it. But if you just start with something simple like that, turn it into a habit. Because really, ultimately, we are the uh, product of our habits. Mm -hmm. So if you can take some of this information and build it into your lifestyle, style, as we've been talking about, uh, like one of the things I do, I go gather fresh spring water, nice. right? And as that's filling up, I'm spending some time in nature. I'll do breathing exercises, get grounded, different things like that. Uh, just spend some time in nature, connect to it. Uh, nature is full of living beings. We tend to forget that, thinking us humans are the only ones here on this planet. But everything else around us is living, so you can connect to and even talk to, as I talked to uh, about in the book, in the end chapter, there's a way of communicating with these beings, too. So yeah. there, there's a yeah. lot there. Well, yeah, and you know what? A uh, thing that I like, and I'm sure you probably mentioned, is, um, you know, listen to nature. There's so, so many sounds, and like you talked about, different animals, birds, all those things. You know, it's a whole different realm, what you see, you know, visually and your hearing and all that. But you know what? And I know this for a fact. Most people don't like to be alone. They're afraid. They, they, they don't know what to do. They have to have a, a device. They have to be on the phone. They have to have somebody around them. Myself, one of the ways I felt I got much stronger with everything in my life is I learned how to spend time alone to be able to quiet my mind and quiet myself. When you can do things like that, you're going to be much more productive in your life. But you know what? It's like everything. You know, you've got a book here that's going to instruct you and teach you. Um, that's what you need to do, and then you need to go out and make your own way. And as I said with the stuff I'm doing, with what Logan's doing here, I got to tell you, you should be very excited about something like this, a book of this nature, um, and what we talk about, because forget about the fear. Forget about what other people think. Forget all those things. Go out and do it. You will be mystified at how great your life and your world will become. Logan, mention anything else you want. Mm -hmm. um, if not, give out, obviously, all the information, the website to get this book, and... Um, I'll get this show up at the latest tomorrow, and we'll get that out. And if you feel we need to do another uh, related to the book, we will do another. So take it away, brother. Yeah, just uh, one note on what you're saying there, the sensory stimulation we get from nature, the complexity of the tree leaves, uh, the uh, sounds that we're hearing coming from animals or the wind rustling through them, uh, the uh, different kinesthetic we get on walking uneven ground, contrast this to, you know, the flat pavement, the geometric designs of our buildings and everything, uh, this, the complexity of those uh, natural signals actually sharpens our senses, makes us smarter, uh, elevates our mood, does a whole bunch of other things. So there's, there's so many benefits from nature that we 
have barely even scratched the surface here. Uh, so that is some of the material covered in the book as well. Uh, I would recommend anyone that has listened this far, I'm guessing you're interested in the book, go to poweredbynaturebook.com. On there, we have a special offer. Uh, you may have seen people have done like free plus shipping offers where they offer the book free, you just pay shipping. I wanted to do better than that. So we're offering the book at a discount of $20. And when you order it, my company, Lost Empire Herbs, we're giving you a $30 gift card for any of our herbal products that we have. There's a whole chapter on herbs in there, too, if you're unfamiliar with that, uh, how important these are. So uh, you order the book, and you're getting more than that in value available in this gift card. We also have uh, a special deal set up with some charities. For every book that is bought, uh, you're going to save two acres of rainforest. Nice. So I felt bad like having to cut down some paper to make these things. But uh, <laughs> with, through the indigenous communities in Peru, uh, we're going to be saving two acres of, in, of rainforest for every single book that's sold. So you help yourself. Uh, you help the world, essentially, through this. You help nature. Uh, it's a win-win, win-win. So, uh, yeah. yeah, poweredbynaturebook.com. Okay, anything else, brother? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, um, I'll have this show up tomorrow with Logan. Um, but go out to Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. If there's a show you'd like Logan and I to do specifically, uh, just send me a note and we'll do it. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank everybody for that. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, on Google um, Podcasts. We're on an array of things. We're also, you can get us in your car through AHA. That's AHA. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of wisdom. Like I was saying to Logan, you know, one thing I, I, I do miss in a lot of ways is um, I do believe in some aspects we've lost our ability to speak to one another. Now, if you listen to a lot of other people, they'll say, well, people are talking more than ever via phone, via texting. Maybe yes, maybe no. I, I would assume that because that seems to be the way most people converse. But I still like speaking to somebody. I think I think not only is it respectful, but I think you can learn a lot from people's eyes and their handshake. But that's a whole other show. My father was very adamant about things of that nature. Um as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through. And I think that's another thing with this stuff. Um, it can be a very cold world when that's all you're depending on. People still need human touch. They need to be, you know, told that they are important, that they have something. Um, I don't ever want to see that go away, and that's one of the things that does concern me about all this technology. But that's for another show, let me tell you. Also, too, if you're going to bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says, in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, dent everything in your path. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's grown to a tidal wave, and it's getting higher and wider all the time, brother. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, and winners never quit. My dad be a leader, not a follower. 
John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day or walk around and say, keep smiling. We talk about paradigm shifts and all those great things. Go out and look that word, go out and look those words up if you want to learn what that is. Um, say, keep smiling and watch it shift. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. We're going to be around for at least 30 more years. You know, you need us, we need you. Tell a friend. Take this show when it's up tomorrow and send it out to everybody you know. And don't forget about joining our Etched in Stone page. That page is just exploding. And it isn't just lifting stones. It's anything heavy. You know, we put up about past great strong men, strong women. It's just dynamite. We have Etched in Stone for kids. Come on in if you have children. We know we've had people send in video. My little nephew, Danny, at Christmas, Christmas Day, he lifted a 61-pound Atlas stone. Never lifted a stone in his life other than some small ones. Um, Just incredible stuff. So we do have the power to change, believe me. Um, Also, too, um, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We'll take it uh, two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back I don't know many people that say that. Before we sign off, I don't want to forget this. Um, 8X Club, that's Don Giafardino. Um, he's running a coupon code right now for $45 off any complete 8X kit, Mace Club Arc, um, and Big Deal Kit, and a trainer pack. Now, you can get it through Motivation Muscle at that price, $45 off, when you mention or put the code in. MM19, all right? So, if you always wanted to get a club, 8X Club, Donnie's been on here. We're doing some business with him right now. I would tell you to go out. We've done, Don did, um, well, it'll be a total of five blog posts. I just put the fourth one up the other day. Go out and read it. You know, Logan, I, Donnie, everybody, talk about entrepreneurship. It's some of the things that he's done over the years to get to where he's gotten, how he created the 8X Club. Very interesting stuff. You know, we're all creators. If you're a successful businessman or woman, you're a creator. And we see with Logan's book and books and in the success with uh, Lost Empire Herbs, um, you know, he's like all of us. He's a machine, literally. Uh, loves to do it, gets it done. Same way with me, like I said. Anything I put out, I'm living or have lived. And that's what authenticity is. Those are the people you want to surround yourself with. Um, and before I sign off of Logan, you all know what I say. You're all winners, champions. You are unstoppable. You're overcomers. But the most thing is, remember this, you're unique. There's nobody else like you. It's just like a fingerprint. So, Anybody that's telling you you're nothing or you're not unique or why do you want to do this, here's what I would tell you to do. Get them out of your life. I don't care who they are. You know my story with a lot of people. Um, You can't have that in your life. So think about those things. Logan, it's always an honor to have you on. Obviously another great, great show. I look forward to hearing about the book in the future. And like I said, if we want to revisit, you know, we can do that without any issue at all. So thanks for being on, brother. Thank you. You're welcome. So for Logan Christopher, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, the book, the show will be up tomorrow. Um, and go out and buy the book.
you know, uh, Logan's been on the show for three years at least. Um, he's authentic. So go out, change your life a little bit. Even if you change one day a week and keep building on that, that's the thing. Get started. So for Logan Christopher, this is Eric Fiorello. We will talk to you soon. Have a great week and go out and do something that means something to the world. It's up to you. Shoulder the responsibility. Have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.